Do you have all of the energy in the entire world and you're ready to climb mountains every morning? Or do you feel an intense lack where you hit those 12 o'clock afternoon lulls or you can barely get out of bed or you just love, love, love sleeping? Do you feel trapped in a cycle or pattern in your job, relationship, lifestyle? Are you tired of feeling sluggish, overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, or powerless to the circumstances in your life? Are you finally ready to take back your power, transform your life in your deepest, darkest moments, and truly, truly start living the life of your dreams? Hey y'all, it's your girl B here with Back to Your Roots Podcast, and this is another episode. Hey tribe, it's your girl B, and I am back with another episode. Today we are talking about energy, and I feel like this is pretty fitting given that we're starting to see the shift of seasons, and with that often, at least with myself that I've observed, comes this shift and change of energy. So personally, I like to seasonally eat. So my my diet always shifts slightly with the different seasons because I understand that my body requires different things um, with each season. So I live in Canada. There we definitely have four seasons. Um, and with that comes different, um, requirements and different nutrients and different maybe rituals or acts of self care that help me sustain my energy levels. So with my clients, I find a lot of clients come in and they just don't have energy. I would say like, this is probably a number one issue that comes across my practice. Um, And it's very understandable because I think the number one currency in the universe is actually energy. It's probably the only currency. Um, We see this in like physics. Everything is made up of energy. We actually see this even in biology as you look at the cellular components and the breakdown of glucose to make ATP so the cells can actually continue and like Um, create proteins and go about their day so we can live and breathe and and sustain everything in in our life. So energy is a huge component to all things. And what's kind of happened is when we don't fill our cup or when we're not aware of what sort of rituals or practices or self care acts actually fill our cup so we can go out into the world and start emptying our cup um, versus those acts that actually deplete our energy. So what's happened is the, you know, there's in the spiritual community, there's some stipulation that the only dis-ease is truly our disconnection with self, which I 100% am with. 
because when we're not connected with ourself, we don't understand, oh, my body actually needs a cup of coffee this morning and my cup of coffee is going to nourish my body um, instead of depleting it versus understanding like I'm on my fourth cup of coffee today and I'm still so drained. So is the coffee acting as a, um, a source of depletion or is it acting to actually fill my cup? And if it's it's creating this neutral ground because after I have it, I'm not having any more energy, which I thought I would. What's actually depleting my energy? And what sort of acts can I do to increase my energy or really take care of myself? Because everything is just energy at the end of the day. Sorry, I have a very energetic <laughs> barking dog downstairs. <laughs> Um, at the end of the day, because everything is energy, what happens is if we're constantly emptying our cup and not ever filling it up, um, we're constantly depleting ourselves. So we're lowering our frequency and we're leaving ourselves more susceptible to disease, whether it's just having severe burnout, being more tired, um, needing to sleep more, you know, eating garbage foods because we want that quick boost, um, cold, flus, adrenal fatigue, disease, and like so on, like the list goes on. Um, because when we leave our, when we deplete our energy, we really leave ourselves susceptible to illness creeping into our lives. And it also decreases our overall quality of life because when you have no energy, you don't have that liveliness and joy to want to go out and experience the world like you want to kind of be like I'm at home I don't want to be bothered um or maybe you're more you know snippy with those around you or irritable because you've you've really depleted yourself um in my practice I see a lot of women just because of you know they're more inclined to to be mindful of their health and be looking after their health. Um, and they, they are, the amount of adrenal fatigue um, and adrenal issues and energy issues I see in my female clients is astounding. And it's because the female archetype is generally this like nurturer. So as a female or a woman, we're expected to, it's kind of been ingrained in it to us um, ancestrally, we're expected to, you know, be in our feminine power. We're expected to, you know, <laughs> dress up and look good, but also like if we have children, like take care of the children or take care of their babies and take care of the mom and take care of your spouse or your partner, take care of the house and run like, or be in a business or have a career or whatever. So there's a tremendous amount of expectation of nurturing and like having our shit together, so to speak, that's put on us, that those acts of self-care slowly teeter off um, and basically become non-existent. So when I turn to my female clients and I say, when was the last time you did something for you? There's crickets. Or... 
Um, when was the last time you were open to receive and someone showed up and, and, um, you received that, you know, gift or spa outing or whatever it was graciously crickets. When was the last time you asked for help or delegated or told your partner your needs so that they could even show up for you again? crickets because it's not something on our forefront which is why we see this whole movement of self-care and self-love and it's to the point where it's like it's a quote-unquote trend now um, but it's so important and we've lost this there's a lot of ancient um civilizations and ancient teachings, that was their number one thing that they did. They, you know, they had self-massage, they did um, spa-like things, they had all of these rituals or self-care acts put in place and that's how they started their morning because they were connected with themselves. They were connected to the understanding that I need to fill my cup up. I need to do my yoga practice. I need to meditate. I need to say my mantras. Um, I need to like have myself massage this day. Whatever it was in their practice, they understood that that created an increased um, life force within them or energy within them. And when they were abundant in energy within themselves, they could go out and experience the world and, you know, give their energy to other people or tap into the energy of, say, our food or because everything has an energy and a frequency to it, right? So even food, fresh food, fresh organic local produce is going to have a different energetic frequency than something that's been shipped across the world. And it's not to say that you shouldn't eat the thing that's been shipped across the world. It's just saying there's a different energetic frequency. And, you know, there's some stipulation that it's not even the food itself. It's the frequency, the energetic frequency of the foods that we need within our bodies. So when you're eating foods that are higher frequency, when you're doing acts that increase your energy within your body, increase your like self-love, it increases your your vibration, it increases your frequency, it lowers the susceptibility of illness and disease, and it allows you to feel more connected with yourself, to feel grounded, to feel secure, to feel love, to feel happiness, and to be able to go out and then conquer the world or your day or whatever goals and aspirations you're trying to achieve. I think the interesting thing is this is all like really beautiful knowledge and understanding, but because we have such disconnection with ourself, we don't even truly understand um, what fills our cup up authentically and what depletes our energy. So I had a very interesting conversation 
with someone the other day and they are uh, a marijuana smoker and they've been doing this for a really long time and they've come to this realization that like they really like this thing that this practice that they do and it helps relax them but then they also use this term of like I feel like it's taking my energy from me and I was like oh like that's amazing awareness and it's not that you shouldn't do certain practices it's not like you shouldn't be on your phone or you shouldn't go out and let your hair down or you shouldn't um smoke marijuana or do whatever things that you like to do it's cultivating the awareness of when it's creating an imbalance within you. So everything needs to be in balance, right? Um, which means like you can drink wine. You drink wine within balance. Um, you can smoke pot because that's the huge thing nowadays. Um, you do it within balance. It's when there becomes an imbalance of something in your life, that's when it starts to create more dis-ease or it's the symptom of a deeper manifestation that's happening. So if you're sleeping 24-7 or you're so exhausted that you're sleeping away most of the day or you're falling asleep frequently, that's telling you there's an imbalance of something happening within your life. If you're constantly have a need to um, uptake a substance within your body, generally it could be speaking that there's could be an imbalance within your life. If you are a coffee drinker and you have one or two cups a day, but then you some days you don't have any and you feel good with it or you can automatically stop your habit, then that tells you that there's a balance within your relationship with that habit. So we create real relationships with our food. We create relationships with you know, our substances, wine, alcohol, um, different sorts of drugs that you may use, marijuana. We create relationships with our cellular device, like our phone or our electronics. And you, there's always a need or awareness to understand the balance. And when we are, when it is actually filling our cup and when it's actually depleting ourselves. So this is not really like you don't need to like complete overhaul your entire life and be like, I can't use these things because I'm actually realizing it's depleting my energy or I feel like crap after I use it. It's saying create balance. It's saying create awareness of when something's actually filling your cup up and when something's actually depleting your cup up your cup and then creating um, healthy boundaries around that. So if there's a friend group that you go and you hang out with these friend group or even these certain people and at the end you're just like, oh my God, I just like, I need to sleep for five days. I have no energy. In the spiritual community, we call this like a energy vampire sometimes. And so you understand like they're not bad people, but maybe you create a boundary that you can only, that you only hang out with them every so often, or you create boundaries around the conversations that you have. If it's the conversation that's creating the, you know, energy to kind of like seep out of you. 
Or is it your job, like your job sucking the life out of you? So this is very common because a lot of people are unhappy with their jobs, but just have to keep them up for whatever reason. So then you you need to ask yourself questions regarding your job and then make the appropriate um take the appropriate action steps moving forward so that's not the case for you. So the awareness around, you know, what fills your cup up which authentically versus what's actually depleting yourself because sometimes the ego gets in the way and it's like, no, like this feels great. Like, and that's partly because we're very pleasure seeking, um, humans are very pleasure seeking creatures of habit. So we want, we constantly want things that are going to give us some sort of pleasure, but it doesn't always mean it's the great, it's the best for us. So like that chocolate cake is going to maybe feel pleasurable for me as I'm eating it, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make me feel great digestive wise or give me the most amount of energy that I need to, you know, feel good about myself or fill my cup so I can go out into the world and do what I need to do. The whole premise of like filling your cup up with acts of self-love and self-care is that you go out into the world with your cup full and if people want to add to your cup then you like graciously accept that but like you there's no expectation that someone else needs to add to your cup or your energy um you are very self-fulfilled and that kind of heals those expectations that other people need to give to you or we as society, as individuals, we're quite often looking externally for um, love or people to give to us or people to show up for us. So the more you fill your own cup up, the more the your whole life changes, your whole perspective of reality changes, you your perception of the world around you changes, you are more intuitively aware, you're more grounded, you're happier, you're more fulfilled, you're not you're more adaptable, like you're not going to um as you know, there's this interesting concept in the spiritual community that certain things are bad for us and, and they for sure are, but we always have to remember that we are incredibly adaptable. Like there is this thing called evolution um, and we need to be adaptable. We need to be ch- constantly changing. And when you take time to fill your cup up, you let go of the rigidity against change or rigidity with things in your life. You know, you start to heal aspects within yourself. So you're letting go of anger. You're letting go of these different things. This this concept of energy, this concept of self-care, this concept of creating ritual in your life is literally a healing act on its own. Um, and it probably doesn't cost a dime. I mean, like maybe if you're going out to buy oils for your self-care. But there's a lot of self-care things that you can do that costs nothing. Like you can Google meditations. You can 
do your own meditation in silence. You can go for walks out in nature. You can do your own yoga. Like you can do journaling. You can do all these things that literally costs you nothing other than your time, your willingness, um, and your commitment, which I think is the the most important thing, really. You showing up for yourself every single day to do these small acts to increase your energy, your quality of your life, and your longevity overall. So that is my uh, podcast for today, friends. What sort of acts your little like journal homework prompts would be kind of understanding like see if you can spend the next couple of days just being mindful of you know what sort of things increase your energy versus decrease your energy so look at um your cell phone usage time and do you feel fulfilled after you're scrolling and like gone down the worm trap of like instagram or are there certain podcasts that you feel like super energized after and then other podcasts you're just like wow i need to have a nap or you know is it movies that you watch that does that? Is it certain exercises that you do that you feel more alive after and more um, or less energized after? Exercise is a little different because, you know, it's good to be in like a rest kind of mode um, as well, right? So it's finding the balance with everything. um, And then look at food like or your friend group, or your job, or your finances, you know, your spot, like look at all of these avenues of your life to find out what's filling your cup externally to you, but also what are you doing internally to fill your own cup up? Um, And where can you create small changes that are going to be sustainable over long periods of time. So an interesting thing is like when someone hears this podcast or they're doing some research on the Google to find all these self-care acts, they want to go in, they want to go hard, they want to like rehaul their entire life. And for some people that totally works. And for other people, it's about creating those small like steps that are sustainable over longer periods of time because it's a lot to all of a sudden be like I'm going to this is 100% me by the way I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m and do three hours of self-care time um which is definitely my goal but it takes maybe some healing to like get there so look at some um create one, create awareness around what is taking your energy or what's filling your cup at the end of the day. And then two, create those small steps moving forward where you may understand or see an energy shift. Um, Also like a small little note, if your energy is extremely depleted because you've been running yourself ragged for like days and months and weeks and years on end, it may take a period of time for you to fully understand or fully regain some of that energy because what's happened is it's created a lot of dysfunction um, within your body. So your body almost needs to recalibrate 
itself, so to speak, like to um, to help an individual with adrenals, it could fatigue, it could take up to a year, depending on how fatigued their adrenals are, which then further throws off all of the other hormonal things, which is kind of an interesting perspective on like how, you know, um, the mental, emotional, spiritual components of someone's life um, and their environment and all of these different things directly impact their health. So that's what I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will talk to you all later. Bye guys.